you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Hey, what is up, my fellow addicts? It is Ralph Sutton, the SDR Show. I would say this, nighttime host legend, Craig Kilborn. Uh, you may remember him from The Daily Show, The Craig Kilborn, Late Late Show. Uh, just a super cool dude in a couple of great movies as well. Uh, comes on the show this week. We do the show every Wednesday, every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, streaming live at GasDigitalNetwork.com. Then available immediately after at Gas Digital in HD, commercial-free. Or you wait five days, you get it with commercials like you are doing right now, and that's fine too. If you use the code SDR, you can go to GasDigitalNetwork.com and get a seven-day free trial Access to every episode we ever did, not just the newest 20, all commercial-free, all in HD, live chat, and about 20-something other shows, 35 hours of entertainment every week, all available at GasDigitalNetwork.com. New website coming soon, new app, new OTT, all on the way. It's going to be a big year for the Gas Digital Network. But here it is right now, the Craig Kilborn episode of the SDR Show. This is the intro to the shit show. It is the SDR Show, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll Show. I am Ralph Sutton. Rare that this is happening, but it's happening once again. It is a solo episode. Well, not really solo. Shannon is there looking lovely in, I don't know what color that is. Is it salmon? Not really. What color is that, Shannon? It's more of like a, a deep coral, but the camera is picking it up weirdly. Okay, but it is pretty. It, ma- it makes you, you look almost attractive, which is nice. <laughs> I think that's nice. It's rare to, for me to say that about Shannon. So this is interesting because this is a man who I've uh, very much um, was a fan of for my most of my life in the world of what we call broadcasting because you do and did at the highest level something that I achieved, try to achieve to do on, on a weekly uh, basis, which is hosting. Uh, he's sometimes known as Lord, Lord Kilby himself. Uh, he's at Mr. Craig Kilborn, just the MR on the Instagrams. Uh, he has a podcast that is a got a kind of unique name. It is, I guess, it is the Craig Kilborn podcast space, The Life Gorgeous, which we'll get oh. into that as well. And it is Mr. Craig Kilborn. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me. Thank you for, you just mentioned the color salmon. Yes. And as I, I always say that former late night host can name drop, I was at Mastro's in Beverly Hills and I saw my friend Dennis Farina, the old actor who sadly passed away a little early. He was in Get Shorty and all those movies. Mm-hmm. And I went up to him. We, we used to go out there and he was always nice to me and we'd grab a bite. And I said, is it, he was wearing a golf sweater. I said, is that peach salmon, Kelby? Salmon. Uh-huh. I think so salmon is a classy way of saying peach, really. Exactly. Yeah, it makes it seem less effeminate, I guess, maybe. Yes. I don't know. Yes. So, I mean, the, the interesting thing, we'll get into this. Uh, you had a, a, a very wild career starting. I mean, at least when we all first, most of us saw you as an anchor at ESPN, started the daily, the late, late show. Uh, he might remember you as Mark from uh, old school. Great as well. But what just trying to jump into this right now, the most important thing I feel is we're both 6'5". So that's Ooh. pretty rare. What size I mean, shoe were you? I wear, oh, I like to, I, like, I wear 13 in Nike, 12 in Prada. Oh. oh, I don't know my Prada size, excuse me, but I'm a 15. So that's a problem. Ooh. 13, so anybody can buy. Are you a step slow? A step slow? Because you I'm have little... big feet? I mean, are yeah. you, a st- I mean, going to the hoop, I'm talking, are you a step oh, slow? I, by the way, I, I, this is where you and I will uh, separate in paths. I don't give a shit about any sport oh, at all. Yeah, I never did. I firmly believe you get into sports because someone in your life, your father, your brother, somebody got you into sports. My dad didn't give a shit, so I don't give a shit. Okay, my father wanted my brother and I to play baseball. His favorite player was Willie Mays. I've heard of him. I got to interview once. 
Oh, that's and cool. I told Willie Mays, I got a little emotional. I went to the dressing room. I said, Willie, my dad said you were the greatest player of all time. Because Willie was kind of underrated. He was an all-round he could run the bases. He could hit the home runs. He could field. He did a thing called the basket catch, which was stylish, where he just catch it with one hand. But mm -hmm. anyways, he wanted us to play baseball. And in second grade, he put up a hoop on our driveway. And I just took to hoops. And I was obsessed with hoops. And and it keeps, as my parents would say, it keeps you off the streets. So my childhood was comedy and basketball. But I have a friend named Mike Gibbons, Gibby, who is not into sports. So I know mm -hmm. I know people that are like, I know men that are like that. And I remember I was chatting once with Anderson Cooper and he's like, Craig, I just, I don't know. I don't follow sports, you know? Yeah. So it, it, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Well, I know? do get, I feel man shamed for it quite often, you right. know, that it's like you were kind of pussed, but you, I think I heard that the only sport you really delved into was basketball as far as like statistics and caring about the players and all that stuff was basketball. Is that correct? I was obsessed with the NBA at an early age. And I'm, I know I, I say, I know too much. I have too much information, too much. I know where all these guys went to college. And then I know the college nicknames like Robert Parrish for the Celtics. He went to a school called Centenary down in Louisiana. And the nickname of Centenary is the gentleman, which I find interesting name. And I do like the NFL. So it's the NBA and the NFL. Okay. Shannon, could you be any less interested right now? I'm curious <laughs> on your level of interest on a one to 10. Is it a two? I, I might be the only person who knows less about sports than you do, Ralph. All right. Fair enough. So now at one point, Craig, you said you wanted to be the only man left in America without a podcast, mm -hmm. but that changed. I don't know what the catalyst was. Also, I noticed the last episode was over a month ago. December yeah. 15th was the last yeah. episode. Um, so a, what was the actual catalyst? Say, okay, I'm going to do this now. And B, when are the episodes coming back? Great question. Um, so <laughs> I was not jonesing to do a Zoom, to, excuse me, to do a podcast because everyone had one. But in 2018, I joined Instagram, right? Kind of for my nieces, and then the Instagram is really fun because it's creative, where I can just show a picture of myself with a martini and write a caption. It's really easy. Like my pores are really tight today or my, you know, different, Oh, my eyes are sparkling, maybe too much walk, you know, watch out. But people, you know, I I'm giving back. People wanted me to do a podcast. It doesn't mean a lot of people wanted me to do a podcast, but some people, so I'm just giving back. And the reason I didn't do it earlier was you had to have the guests, you know, in your house, in if you're recording right. at your house, your garage or your den, which I'm in right now. And then after COVID, it was split screen. And I said, oh, I'll do it. So I'm, I'm giving back. And then what happened was I did one a month ago. And then I, for the holidays, I took down all my equipment. This is my mahogany panel den, my sacred area. It's where I watch old movies and we can talk movies since you oh, don't we're like gonna, sports. Part of it, yeah. yeah. We're going to move a little bit too. Yeah. So I just haven't, I just put it up now and I'm switching. I'm actually switching podcast companies and switching if I'm going to use, you know, Riverside or what I'm going to use. So we're just, I'm leisurely about it, but it's coming back, man. Probably a couple weeks. I mean, that's probably something that could be any, no more of a 180 from the, the days at the Late Late Show or the Daily uh, where the daily show where things had to happen regardless if you wanted them to or not you're going live now you can choose when to record or when to do it it's got to be a very comforting feeling very relaxing even just my life is there's not a lot of, <laughs> there's not a lot of stress in my life and I, people were like why'd you walk away and i said i just got bored with late night comedy there's not a lot i want to do i'm a little enigmatic so there's not a whole lot of pressure on me. Sometimes when I go to a French restaurant, I feel pressure, order the right thing. Don't screw this one up. That's about it. But it's a relaxing. I like to say the reason I still have blonde hair and it hasn't turned silver yet. Has it? Uh, I can't tell from the same. <laughs> there's, no there's no stress <laughs> in my life right now. Well, so let me ask you, you touched on it. There was this question, and I don't mean to be like a hard-hitting moron, but uh, about whether you left the show, uh, the Late Late Show, or the sh you didn't get the raise you wanted. In my little research, I heard different answers. And then what I really noticed is, because this is this way on The Daily Show as well, you never really went politics. You never did that. And that's everywhere now. 
So right. maybe that was part of it too. So what was what was the actual catalyst? Was it just that, like you said, you just got bored? Well, yeah, I, I guess bored is a little too cavalier, but it's true. But I lost interest in late night comedy. The shows were redundant. We had to do, I'm not interested in pop culture. We did a lot of pop culture jokes. I'm not in, interested in social commentary and political talk. I was raised not to talk politics. It does throw people off. I do publicly say, even though I don't talk politics, I say I'm a registered independent that mm -hmm. throws people off. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the main, the number one reason is creatively I lost interest because if creatively, if I was still fired up, some of these guys want to do late night hosting as long as they can. Mm -hmm. And if I still was creatively, this is all I want to do. Then you stay and you put up with any dysfunction or any of the silliness. Mm -hmm. The CBS Late Late Show, I've only said this once because it was my favorite show. It wasn't really set up for victory. It was set up more as a placeholder. One of my heroes owned it, Dave Letterman. He's battling uh, Jay Leno at the time. They're not grooming a successor. Why the hell would they groom a successor? But the good news is I didn't want to, I didn't want to move forward mm -hmm. into 1130. There's more, it's more of a headache. You have to tackle some topics you don't want to, and you have to kind of tiptoe around the guests. So I accomplished it. I'm glad I did it. I did it five years and I really don't, it's a favorite subject, but I don't celebrate it too much, but man, it was fun leaving. And that's why I'm different. It was so fun leaving. And the only thing I want to do is so narrow. It's something inscripted with a, my favorite sitcom was Frasier. So that's, you know, I kind of accept that that's not going to happen. You know, what's interesting is that right now is a unique time because both of your former shows, the daily show and the late, late show Right. Are, have lost their hosts or are looking for new hosts or are re restructuring both shows that you were a part of. That's kind of a fascinating moment to have you on while that's happening. Um, I'm glad it's fascinating for you. I could, I mean, no, you don't care. No. Like, do you, you don't watch either show at all. I assume. No, I, I sometimes I, I, I'll see clips of like my friend, Jimmy Kimmel sometimes, but I don't pay attention to late night. I, um, I, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, if we talk about what we watch, because I do watch a lot of old movies and I love talking about old movies, but people don't really, you know, I have friends that don't want to see anything in black and white, but, and then there are television shows I watch. Mm -hmm. And I like to talk about that to see if there's ever an overlap on, on what, uh, what people watch. Meaning. So like right now, do you watch Do you stick to classics or if there's a new show that people are talking about, you'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. I'll just tell you some stuff I've watched. Um, I I do like the show, even though even though I'm a like my favorite thing is, you know, Frazier was a white collar character. Uh, Alec Baldwin on Thirty Rock was a white collar mm -hmm. character, but um, there was a mini series a few years ago called The Night Manager, and it was with Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston. So I really like espionage. And I'm also a bit of an Anglophile, and those guys are British, and it was written by a British uh, writer named John Le Carre, who does spy spy novels. So that was very good. You guys haven't heard of that, right? I haven't heard of it. Was it yep. was it made in America? Was it a BBC thing? I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it was BBC, and it ran on AMC, and now it's it's always on Amazon Prime. It's a six part series, and they uh, they had a lot of uh, exotic locations. They had a each each uh, there were six episodes, five million dollar budget each episode, wow. thirty million dollar budget. Olivia Coleman was in it, a lot of awards, but that was cool. But I was going to say, even though that's kind of my thing, I also like Bosch. I don't know if you've ever seen Bosch. I started to watch Bosch. I did enjoy the first episode. I, I I'm an an, an idiot because I like I feel that my life I have to focus so much that I like to not have to think too much. When I'm watching TV shows or movies, I like stupid, right? Okay. A very good friend of yours who's done the show, uh, Alex Sulkin, yes. who's uh, I have Family Guy on very often because it's just stupid funny, and I don't have to think. Right. I like shit like that because right. most of my day is spent thinking. Does that make yes. any sense? No, you want to unwind, and um, it's interesting. I remember when I was doing when I was working in late night. This always surprised people. I didn't watch. Frazier until I retired. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch Seinfeld. My dad would 
talked to me. He goes, you got to see Seinfeld. You got to see this. And I, I guess I would just unwind and watch a pro basketball game or something or go out and eat and, and drink in moderation and uh, go to the King Cole bar at the St. Regis on the East side. Look at the mural. And, oh, uh, what's that? Interesting. Just like you touched on a little bit. You definitely, um, even the name of the podcast, the life gorgeous, right? You give this air of upper classness or refinement. Is that a fair way to put it? I guess Aristoc like, aristocratic. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would, I imagine your favorite drink is a martini. I would think, you know, that's it just is. the, yeah. and, and just the, the air of, to which you, you would probably prefer a foie gras over a in and out burger is what I'm guessing. <laughs> right. And I come from that. I food and drink drinking. I don't do much of uh, the drinking part, but I do love high quality food. I went to cooking school for a year. I ran a French Ooh. restaurant for four years. Whoa. So I care a lot about that. And I, I just like, I just posted this on my Instagram. I finally got into it's rated the fifth best bar in the world. And I waited online like a jackass at five o'clock in the afternoon just to go in and try their award-winning cocktails and their little snacks. And I will do shit like that because that is my joy in life. I don't do drugs. I don't gamble. I don't give a fuck about sports, food, drinks. And I guess we could say women are my passions. Sorry, well, Shannon. That, that's interesting. What was it? First of all, what was the name of the bar? It's got a stupid name. Uh, it's called The Back Room at Double Chicken Please. Double Chicken Please is like a fast food restaurant in the front, but in the back, it's about 15 seats, and they just won this big award okay. as the fifth best cocktail bar in the world. Um, yeah, so a couple thoughts. I I, uh, I like talking about drinking. I've, I admire people who are sober if they have to be. Great admiration for that. Um I drink in moderation. I can't drink like I used to. I'm proud to say I, I, I used to drink single malt scotch in my thirties. I don't, I just have red wine now and vodka martinis. Mm -hmm. And I say, I have one martini a week. I like the romance and the ritual of making a martini. I like the martini glass. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I'll have a twist or I'll have three olives and, uh, it's something I enjoy. My favorite thing is to put on a blazer and go hear piano music. My dad did take my brother and I in high school bar hopping to hear piano music back in Minnesota. And my, I'm not musically inclined, but everyone in my family, my dad played piano by ear. My mom taught piano. They all sang. I was turned on to jazz at an early age. So there's nothing better than a Nick and Nora glass, which is a small little martini small glass, martini glass going, yeah. going to hear a piano player playing the standards. And then what I always do when I go into these places, they're playing the music, the Sinatra, the, uh, the Tony the Bennett. Bar. And I will go up and I'll say, play Careless Whisper. I want to see how people respond. <laughs> <laughs> and they, the, the guy plays it. It's so funny. <laughs> I think they play it because you're asking. If I ask, they'll be saying, get the fuck out of here. But exactly. the, there's another bar I went to recently. They do something really cool. They do a high-end martini. It's frozen, like it's not frozen like a, a frozen drink. It's just like super cold in a cold glass. But they serve it on a Coke mirror, right? And the dirty <sighs> part of it looks like a line of Coke, but it's dehydrated frozen olives. And oh. then you're supposed to put them in the drink or put eat it off the your hand and then take a drink, and it tastes like a dirty martini. It's a very cool little bar oh, that just opened up. That's it's a, it's a little, like it's a little nonsense, but it is fun. Yes, I like, I like the that. nonsense. I'm a fan yeah. of the of the. The, the pageantry of unique cocktails and unique food. That, that's my joy in life. I do that all the time. All right, before we go any further, I just have a simple phrase for you guys. It's $60 kilos. That unattainable number that no one in the world of Kratom was ever able to accomplish until Yo Kratom came along. For years, entrepreneurs, scientists, academics, they all tried to solve that $60 kilo problem, and it was figured out by YoKratom.com. Thanks to their sheer brilliance, you can get a kilo of Kratom for just 60 smackers. How did they solve that legendary $60 kilo problem? Or will anyone else ever solve it? Does it even fucking matter? Not really. Just go to YoKratom.com. Stock up on high-quality curated Kratom at wholesale prices. YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. Let's get back into it. So you said French. How, I mean, 
French food, there are, there are a couple out here. They use a lot of puff pastries. They'll put the puff pastry and they'll put the escargot in the puff pastry. They'll put mm -hmm. a sea bass and they'll put puff pastry on it, which I just love. I try not to eat carbs, but when I'm in a French restaurant mm -hmm. and then they, they go berserk over the butter and the bread, you know, the butter, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, it's rich food. I like Italian food and uh, I cook a little bit. And the one dish that I've only cooked four times and it's turned out well every time is chipino. Are you familiar? with I do. Yeah, that is a seafood soup, a tomato based yeah. seafood soup. Yep. Uh, it is very good. I know also your favorite restaurant apparently is Pacific Edge. Am I right about that? One of my favorites. It's well, me doing my uh, fucking research, Shannon. Yeah, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. I may have said that. I mean, it, it is. I, my favorite place in the world is Carmel by the Sea. It's it's up uh, in the central coast. It's two and a half hours south of San Francisco, five and a half north of L.A., and it's near Pebble Beach. I live there, and Pacific's Edge is down in Carmel Highlands. Mm -hmm. Carmel Highlands, if you ever saw the movie uh, uh, Basic Instinct with Sharon Stone, her house on the water was there down in Carmel Highlands. So Pacific's Edge is a part of the Hyatt regency hotel there and it's uh all glass overlooking the coastline and it's a uh, it's a nice restaurant. I, I don't go to california as much anymore the, the the fucking flight is too long i'd rather go to europe if i'm going to take a six hour flight or seven hour flight that's me yeah. but you touch on movies so we'll bring this into the thing that got me thinking about your podcast um, yes sir you ask people their five favorite movies of all time right that's mm -hmm. a thing that's an ongoing tradition so far and I imagine that's going to be part of it when you kick off, uh, whenever you start doing your podcast again. I and it's it's a douchebag way of saying I don't like favorites, but I often say I'm not a superlatives guy, and that's just who I am with color, with band, with food. I it's an ever changing flow of what I'm ever I'm in the mood for right now. But thinking and trying to quantify top five movies is not easy for me. I asked Shannon to do it as well. Um, there's some that I feel should not even be included in the list. Because they're on the, the the considered like the best movies of all time, like The Godfather or Goodfellas, mm -hmm. or right. like you don't even need to add. They just come on, like we don't need to do that. We put that on the side. It's not. It shouldn't right. be part of a list, in my opinion. Right. The one that I say right away, I got to put on my list is Young Frankenstein. Okay. Love the movie. Yeah. Love Mel Brooks. I could probably put two or three other of his movies on. Love Young Frankenstein. Right. Then I would put, which probably is a douchebag one to put on, is Shawshank Redemption. A lot the of people reason, say that. A lot of people say that. And it's with both of these movies and the third I'm going to put in, which is something about Mary. These are movies <laughs> that I can watch. If it's on TV and I see it, I'll sit and watch a little bit of it. Right, it just is right. what it is. Shannon, before I do any others, give me here your five. I'm curious. So I am currently at four right now. I've been <laughs> thinking about this all day. And I feel like you're all going to hate all of because they're like they're all like rom-com, like girly movies. But I also chose them based on movies that I've watched over and over and over again. They're kind of just like comfort movies. Kind I of like guess one. Okay. I'm going to guess one, too. I'm going to guess okay. one, too. Serendipity is one. Okay. Love Actually. Oh, that's a, that'll be my fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that movie. Mm, that's that's it. <laughs> So but it's also I also, by the way, will watch Frasier over and over and over again. Yeah, that is I one of Frasier. my favorite yeah. sitcoms. Um, so I have um, uh, 50 First Dates. Okay. Cute. Good movie. When we had what's his name on with the show, we got to talk about Rob that Schneider. Team. Yeah. Rob Schneider on. That was fun. Yeah. OK. Um, this one you're you're both going to hate. I'm positive of it. Um, the Wedding Date, which is with uh, Deborah Messing. And uh, I've even heard of that movie. Forget about that. I don't know it's, either. It's I basically know. she um, she's single. She's going to her sister's wedding in England. And so she basically hires an escort to pretend he's her date. And then, of course, they fall in love and live happily okay. ever after. But um, it's it's really cute. Uh, serendipity. And then um, Walking Tall, the one with The Rock. Oh, because well, you love The Rock. She loves yeah. The Rock. That's a, um, But I, I chose I, that one, though, because I like the um, I, I just like him specifically in that one. The one, the only other two I was going to add, which you might hate both of these, Craig, and then we'll go through yours. Um, I think Princess Bride is just an <gasps> enjoyable film. I just think something about it, just it's so purely, I saw it in the theaters because I'm old and I just fucking loved it. Right. And that's another one that I can watch and enjoy. And then the last one I would put on just because I get excited every time it's on and I love listening to the lore of it is Rocky. Oh, right. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. there's so much. Like I got it. So yesterday on my TikTok, someone put up like behind the scenes video of um, Carl Weathers and Sylvester Stallone training to fight. 
And I was fascinated by watching that. I don't think yeah. I would give a shit seeing behind the scenes of serendipity wouldn't do anything for me. Right, right, right. You know, you, you said a number of things that make sense where you say, you know, you can't do the list. I used to do this list, and my father said, well, you're controlling the situation. But I would do it at dinner with people, and then everyone would go around the table. But I would always preface it and say, listen, I know it's hard to do five. Just do five now. You can change it in five minutes because right. it's, right. you know, it's hard to do. I just want to see if there's an overlap. You also make a good point when you say, okay, is everyone going to name The Godfather? Right. And not everybody does, even though they like it. But if, if it is their favorite movie, they will say it. So I have some, I have on my top five, I do have some top 20 AFI movies. It's not The Godfather, mm -hmm. but they're movies they're movies that I like. I just happen to like them a lot, and they happen to be in the top 20. Mm -hmm. I also say you can have a guilty pleasure in there, which is, I know this is not a top five movie, but I like the Bad News Bears. I have a friend who puts the right. Bad News Bears on there. Uh, so you can do whatever you want with the list, which you guys clearly have done. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I don't want to, I, I feel bad about my list. I don't feel bad about it, but I, I, I just happen to like Alfred Hitchcock and old movies. So I have North by Northwest on there. Right. The ones that are, I have the graduate. I always have the graduate and I think it's 14th on AFI. It might even be higher than that. And I have Sunset Boulevard, which is, I just, I just, not everyone has that on their list, but that's a great mm -hmm. one. That's when Norman Desmond, you know, I'm ready for my close up close and all up. this. Yeah. Um, what else did I, I'm trying to remember what I have. I have, uh, I do a Hitchcock. Oh, Chinatown. It's a, it's a, it's a film noir from this. I like film noir, but it's from the seventies and that's with Nicholson directed by Roman Polanski. That's really Isn't good. Isn't that the butter scene is in that movie? Is that my right? You're talking butter. That's last yeah. tango in Paris. Oh, last tango Paris. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But, yeah. Um, the one I put on there now, which is not really in a top five, but I, it's from 2004, but it's, I just like it so much as sideways. You guys ever seen sideways? sideways is great. And also what I didn't know until recently is that the fucking Merlot line was ad-libbed. I didn't yeah, know that. I know. That's crazy. Cause he's single-handedly derailed an industry. Unreal. Yeah. That's <laughs> really wild. It's crazy. It's really wild. It's really wild. It's cool. The, the other um, thing that's weird is you guys mentioned movies and it's, it's offensive if I say I've never seen Princess Bride, people will be bothered. Like, I've never seen an episode of Friends. And some people are like, what? Shannon's it, favorite show. Maybe top three favorite show. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But at least she likes Frasier as well. But, uh, yeah, so some of the movies so I she's haven't not seen. not a complete idiot. That's what you're saying. <laughs> so uh, uh, You never saw are... Princess Bride. You never saw Princess Bride. I don't. That's with Billy Crystal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never saw it. Never saw uh, it. Fair enough. I did. What? Well, there's a couple of like classic, classic movies that I never saw. Like I don't think I saw Godfather two. I've seen Godfather. I've not yeah. seen Godfather two or three. Yeah, for sure. So I, I don't give a shit when people haven't seen. It doesn't like I hate when I tell people I've never seen an episode of, of Game of Thrones. Their response is always, "You've never seen it." I was like, "Yeah, I just said that. Shut the fuck up." Like it's so annoying. I've never seen Game of Thrones, and when when this particular show was on which everyone thinks is the greatest TV show ever. I didn't watch it. And now I'm on season five of the Sopranos. Oh, okay. We yeah. had uh, Michael Imperioli on the show a couple yep. of years ago. And my opening line to him was, I have to tell you before we start this, I've never seen a single episode of the Sopranos. And he said, you should check it out. People seem to like it, which I thought ah, was a good response. Yeah. It's a nice. He's a cool. I dude. interviewed him, but I didn't, I didn't have the guts to say I've never seen Sopranos, but I interviewed <laughs> him. He was great. Yeah, he's great. So that, by the way, that leads me to a, a couple of interesting questions. I have to ask. I mean, you are so yes. uh, in your tenure of the the Late Late Show, the the Daily Show. Are there interviews that stick out as your favorite and least favorite that are like come to mind immediately? Like, like, well, that was a fucking abortion, or that was I thought was going to be terrible and ended up being great. Anything like that that jumps there, out? At yeah, you? there are a whole bunch. I mean, you know, um, there there we there was one where. Uh, it was Anna Nicole Smith, and I don't know if she was on anything, but she wasn't really answering the question. She just kind of breathed when I asked her a question, and I I looked at the audience and I said, "I'm working hard over here. What's going on?" And they all laughed, but she didn't answer any questions. She was just mm -hmm. kind of like out of it. Um, there was a guy uh, named Robbie Knievel, Evil Knievel's Evil's son. son. Yeah. He was he was hammered, and he entered. He came out. 
and he he ran and jumped on my desk and knocked everything over and then he sat down and i interviewed him and that was you know that was okay um i i got to get uh i got to interview clint eastwood because that's great the um the woman well i used to work in uh salinas monterey santa cruz the 110 market but lived in carmel he was the mayor there in Mm -hmm. the 80s and he lives there and uh that's his favorite area and the news anchor at a different station i was a sports guy at a station the news anchor was a friend of mine named dina ruiz and i went to espn from carmel and dean and i stay in touch and she says i'm i'm dating clint eastwood and then she called called me later i'm marrying clint eastwood so she was married for 18 19 years to clint uh she was 30 he was like 66 when they got married and uh she got him on my show on the cbs late late show wow and uh played five questions with him here's an alex sulkin special and finally clint number five show us i want you to squint because it's sunny and then squint because you're angry let's see the difference in the squints you know make mocking mocking him for squinting because he did a lot of squinting you know uh, what i'm saying <laughs> did he play ball with it oh god well i gave him i gave him a heads up in the break because I, okay. I didn't want to throw him off and he says i get i get paid a lot of money to do that i'm not going to do it here for free that's funny. That's cool. Alec was uh, Alex Sulkin was a writer on that show with you. Oh, he was. Yeah. Goldie yeah, Gibby, Alex Sulkin. Those guys are great. That's brilliant. cool. He's brilliant. Yeah, he really is brilliant. He's a nice guy, too. Um, What did you think of? Because you narrated your own intro. Yeah. When Stephen Colbert started, he did it for about six episodes and then bailed on the idea. You were the only one I ever knew that did that. Did it bother you that he did that? Or you didn't even know he did that. I didn't know until now that he did that, but that's fine. Oh. I, yeah, I like him. He's great. And then also you created the the um, the moment of Zen. I think that's still going on in The Daily Show. Or I don't know not? if I did or not. I don't remember who did that. I, someone told me I did that. I don't know if I did that. I did five, five questions was popular. They had a Comedy Central had a five questions book. Um, the Daily Show was I had fun because I was hosting. But at the time, it was very bizarre and now 25 years later it's even more twilight zone bizarre because the the network president and the executive producer they still don't know that they set the show up the wrong way and and it was it's it's just weird because i just played ball i let the executive producer run the show i acquiesced and i and i was like this is not right but maybe it'll work itself out and then i went to cbs and the executive producer got to work with her favorite host and they got rid of the executive producer because she thought it was her show. So I would say there's no host in, in late night that exists that would accept the early days of the daily show for an extended period of time. They didn't know it was, the, it was supposed to be the host show, mm-hmm. but they were, but the executive producer was there first in her defense and she didn't want some host taking over the show. So I just scored on the air. And I wanted to do a traditional late night show because I was a Johnny Carson fan and I wanted to do an hour. I'm not going to go four minute interview with Clint Eastwood. Right, I actually right. went, an, I actually went an hour with him. I, I just didn't have a second guess. We, we could have rolled in a musical act if we had it, if we had to, but I kept saying, stick around, Clint, we'll be right back. So I went the whole hour with him because he hadn't even done Letterman yet when he did the, uh, wow. this, my show. Yeah. That's really cool. I also like that you, you had done the daily show only once after you left. And that was on John Stewart's uh, last episode. I think you went on. Right. Yeah, Am I... Absolutely. They invited me to do that. And yeah, I just, yeah, I was, yeah. And then you also did uh Tom Snyder show, his last one, when you were coming on as the late, late host, you did that, his show. I don't think it was the last, it was his last week. And, last I, week, and, maybe. and then he yeah. was just, uh, and we went out to dinner and it was a transition and uh yeah so i did that show and then we uh we did the uh the show for five years we had seven writers as opposed wow. to 18 for conan and 12 for jimmy kimmel and we had no band oh really and that's yet, right that's interesting yet, that's true and, yeah and yet we still <laughs> put up a good fight didn't we <laughs> Do you want to have any desire to go on the Late Late Show when James does his last one, or you couldn't give a shit? Uh, I don't use the term what you just, I, I don't care. I could give a flying rip, I think, <laughs> is the term I, 
Okay, that's nice. You, you classed it up. Like we've already established, you've classed it up. And then I was reading an interview in 2015 where you interviewed yourself, and you said oh. that you're going to put out a book one day called Classic Man Living Above the Fray. But to my knowledge, seven years later, eight years later, technically it's never come out. Am I right? Yeah, because I don't want to rehash it. I I have an obligation to write a book. And do you know who Julius Sharp is, Goldie? Do you know who he is or not? I know. I only know because of, uh, I think he, they do a show with Alec on, uh, yeah. Goldie does it, the show with Alec. So when I uh, interviewed Alec Sulkin, yeah, the a, podcast. yeah, A typical disgusting display. So Goldie's yeah. a friend of mine and and uh, he and Alec are tight. And I had Goldie on my podcast and uh, he wrote a book and he was telling me, you know, how you, how to do it. And he said, Hey, Craig, before you write it, call me. I got 10. You, you've told me 10 stories that have to be in the book because I'll tell okay. stories, anecdotes. And uh, so I'll definitely write it. But when you say I haven't done it in seven years, add about 15 because I, I don't think I'll write it. Uh, I just have, I don't have a desire to rehash right now. It seems like right now. And I, I mean, I could be wrong, but you're just enjoying your fucking life. Like it doesn't seem like you want to do anything that you don't want to do. Like if you don't want to do it, you're not doing an end of story. Or am I wrong with that? You're 100% right. Mm -hmm. uh, am I allowed to point? Or I'm pointing up. It's I'm a little not aggressive. I'm going to be honest yeah. if you're threatened, but okay. I like what you just said. No, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I was going to try to call back one of her movies that was ridiculous. I was going to say. Still <laughs> all, all, all of I'm, them? <laughs> I'm still thrown off by the walking tall, the rock. The rock. Well, you understand if you knew that she would, she would murder me tomorrow <laughs> if she could kiss the rock for on his cheek. By the way, I, I had him on the show a lot when he was starting out. Mm -hmm. And on my Instagram, I have a I have a couple five questions with him. The nicest guy. I mean, he's this behemoth of a man, and he is a sweet man, though. He's a really nice guy. Well, now you're making Shannon even more <laughs> horny, for God's sakes. God damn it. Um, I'll tell you some other things I learned about you in my in my deep dive into the world of Craig Kilborn. Yes. Apparently. You can ice skate backwards, but you can't roller skate backwards. That seems weird. <laughs> Am I right about that? Yeah, that sounds right. Because I had to play hockey growing up in Minnesota, and it was a big deal to ice uh, ice skate backwards, skate backwards, and uh, and um, you cross over your feet because I could go in a circle then backwards. You cross okay. over your feet. But the blades are different than the big wheels on the roller skates. So the roller skates, I couldn't do that. Can you roller skate, Shannon, by the way? I don't know the answer to that question. I'm very curious. Um, I, I don't think I can roller skate. I rollerblade. I can rollerblade. Okay, well, oh. probably the same thing. You ever fall down when you rollerblade? Maybe like as a kid. I actually just went with my nieces and my nephew uh, about a month ago to like a roller skating rink. And I was terrified to try regular roller skates. But no, I, I can hold myself up on rollerblades. Let me ask you this, Craig, because this we're both the same height, right? And I probably uh, weigh more than you because I'm kind of a big dude. But um, I have a fear, a real legit fear of falling when I run, when I do anything, because that is a that is a fucking distance to travel to go down. Hundred percent right. When we fall, tall people, it's a big deal. It, I mean, we go down, we go yeah. down, and I'm graceful. Who... I'm graceful, and I mean, I, I yeah, it's it's not easy. And when yeah, and and it is a thing where when you get older, that's how people get hurt a lot. They fall mm -hmm. in the shower. Um, there was this guy, this is what I heard. He was, uh, this, this is sports. Don't freak out. But there was this guy named Chick Hearn and he was the voice of the Lakers and he was very, he was a legend, but he passed away. And one of the things he was out there with Marge, his wife in the back in the garden, the patio sitting down and he goes, ah, the, the gardener forgot to move that pot back. And she goes, don't you do it. He'll do it. And then she goes inside and he tries to move it and falls and hits his head. On the, and that's and I think that happened. Uh, my second cousin, uh, his name is Art Matrano. He was a famous uh, actor from the old days. He was in all the Police Academy movies. Um, he went to go try and paint something, and he fell off the ladder, and then he got paralyzed and passed away a few years later. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what what a, what an uplifting moment right now. Okay, but that, anyway, let's keep uh, talking about people who have fallen and passed and away. That's How about this segment. one? Is this true? Not only do you currently live in a home built in 1923, but you used to live in Dennis Hopper's house. Wow. Let's just be honest. You do a lot of research and you're kind of showing off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks for noticing. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> 
The uh, you know why though, Craig? Why? I care. I You're taking so. the time out to come on my show. I will put the time in yeah. to learn that you are the son of a school teacher and you were born in Kansas. Kansas, by the way, Kansas City. I I had to uh, I had to get a passport. I was out of college, living in San Francisco. My brother and his and his roommate. And I and I got this opportunity to go play ball in Europe with this traveling American uh, team, and I needed a passport, and I they needed my birth certificate, and my parents at the time were on vacation actually in Ireland, so I couldn't I couldn't call them, so I called up and my buddy was trying to help me, my my friend my brother's roommate, he, so we called up Kansas City and the hospital in Kansas City, and I said. Craig Kilborn, blah, 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 gave him all this stuff. He goes, we have no record of you here. We have no, I said, come on, I, I, you got to be, I was born, my parents. He goes, maybe you were adopted. I said, I look exactly like my dad. He goes, doesn't mean anything. He said, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and then I figured out that I wasn't born in Kansas City, Kansas. I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, but I, oh. I didn't know that. My parents, I because we lived in Kansas City, Kansas, but I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. I got I got the uh, birth certificate. All it all worked out, but I'll never forget the guy on the line saying, "It doesn't it doesn't matter uh, if you whoa, look like your dad, really you could still great. be adopted." And I'm like, really, "Oh my god, really what if I was adopted?" <laughs> that's really funny. I also like the story that you didn't know that like winters could be warm until you went to California to visit your oh. brother, and you're like, "Wait a minute, there's other weather." Oh, when you're eight years old, building a snowman. <laughs> In, in Hastings, Minnesota, you don't know that you're in the coldest place in the world. I played basketball at Montana State where there's a lot of skiing. Mm -hmm. And we had a game against University of Minnesota. And the guys on the team from Montana were like, it is cold here. But in Montana, they say there are these things called the Chinook winds. It comes off of the Pacific Ocean over mm -hmm. Washington and Idaho. And it keeps it kind of, kind of warm. So, yeah, Minnesota was the coldest place. And I rarely go back. I'm proud to be from there, but I love California. I get it. Uh, by the way, I was also listening to a recent episode of your podcast. And again, we've established I know nothing about sports, right? right. And I saw, I was like, holy shit, he has John Krasinski on. But no, it's not John <laughs> Krasinski. It's John Krauskinski or something very close to that. That's a sports writer. It's actually pronounced the same way. And he gets that a lot. He gets yeah. it a lot. The actor. Yeah. Kind of funny. And then... um. I was going to say that you're doing this podcast. Do you know when you're going to actually bring it back? Or right now you're just in a holding pattern? Uh, it'll, I'm just saying two weeks. It'll be two weeks probably. Yeah. Okay. And then what I didn't know this, because again, last thing, it was not a showing off thing. It's something I wasn't aware of, that The Daily Show was created because Politically Incorrect was moving to NBC. And that's how that whole thing happened. Is that right? Yeah, then it was moving to ABC. ABC, sorry. And in the '90s, that was the thing you wanted to go. There was a more of a separation between cable and network. Mm -hmm. So politically incorrect was going to ABC, and then the network president at Comedy Central came up with the idea, the concept of a news parody. He, he said it was Sports Center for more than sports because he thought Sports Center was funny because everyone thought it was funny. And it's not an original format. We had not necessarily the news back on HBO and you had the weekend update and plenty more prior to that. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And then that, that replaced politically incorrect. And then lastly, before we do the first, is it true that your brother sings your intro on the podcast? How would you know that? It's true. He you does like his that? research, Craig. He does his research. <laughs> is it, as, I've as been a... interviewed. I've been a guest on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. And they've researched, but no one has shown off as much as you. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It makes me feel good, but <laughs> I can't right, believe you wait, cook French food, though. What, what, what's your go-to? What is your go-to? No, I mean, instead of me, again, I feel like I've been bragging the whole time, right? Um, why don't you ask Shannon if I've ever cooked good food for her instead of me continuing to show off? Shannon. <laughs> yes. Yes, he has. Not French food though. She's but um vegan. yeah. Um so but yes, he has he's cooked me a bunch of different things and every single thing was very good. Nothing yeah, bad. Maybe a little her. pesto. Pesto is pedestrian. Come on. <laughs> pesto now. Are you kidding quinoa? me? Any any jerk off can make pesto. Come on now. God, I like pesto. <laughs> I do love pesto. I do, yeah. but I think it's not that that's like you know i went to i went i really like to show off I'll, if you ever so, get over your fear of flying and come to new york i'll cook you whatever the fuck you want 
What Whatever so how would you, you prepare? What would you do with the salmon? I like having my salmon. What what would you do? So What's I this? like a crispy skin on salmon. That's mm-hmm. number one, right? Right. I'm also a big fan of simple with salmon. I love high quality. You get a king salmon, you crisp up that skin, and you don't barely cook the other side. Lemon and olive oil over, like maybe some chicory yeah. with I'm in heaven. I don't need anything. The less wow. the better with salmon. Wow. For me. Yeah. For me. I love salmon. That's or good. a mustard sauce, maybe with a little dill. I love that too. Mustard sauce. I love it. I had that at a French restaurant. They had mustard sauce and on a pork chop, but they put something in it. I think it was mustard and balsamic. It, it had a it, it was pretty special. I do like my pork chops. I don't eat a lot of red meat, but mm. I like it. And something just happened. It's a fact it's happening. My significant other, she says to me the other day. You mean the girl was... that you call your wife sometime, but you've been together for 20 years? Continue. <laughs> she says, I want steak. So I got a ribeye. I made it at home. I made uh, homemade mashed potatoes and broccoli. And I posted it on my Instagram story, not the post, the story that goes goes mm. away after a day. And guess what's happening? Omaha Steaks saw that, and they were sending me a care package. It arrives next week of Omaha Steaks. Let me tell you what to do, sir. Okay. Do yourself a favor here. Get a fucking sous vide. They're cheap now. Sous vide that steak to temp, and then sear it, and you'll thank me later. That's all wow. I'm going to say too much work it's too yeah much it is work. work it is work do you care about your woman of 20 years or you don't i just i'll tell you the problem with the steak i did something where i cooked it in the oven once and it was perfect but the oven got too dirty and i'm not going to do that again right. so That's i fair. just go i have a uh i just cook it stovetop and if you really want to be crazy which i've done a couple times which i don't recommend because it takes a lot of time i have bought these dry age bags and you could vacuum seal and dry age your meat in the fridge for up to like 45 days, cut away the bad part. And then it was unbelievable, but it's too much work. Yeah. I just I, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't work that hard. I coast. I've been coasting my whole life. Yeah. Hey, look, we were learning right now. You don't want to do anything you don't want to do. So that's totally fine. I get it. I get it. Totally. All right. Um, Shannon, we're going to do the first right now with Mr. Craig Kilborn. The first time ever I saw The name of the show is the SDR Show, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll Show. We have asked every guest this since the dawn of time, their first experience with all three. But we start with rock and roll. And you asked this question on your show as well, the first concert you ever went to. But I always say, on your own volition, not one you were dragged to when you were six, and ideally not some local band we'd never heard of, but whatever comes out into your head. The one I always say is fifth grade, the Jacksons. They were the Jackson five, and then Randy joined them, and they were the Jacksons for a brief period. I saw a strobe light. My dad got tickets. We saw them dance to a strobe light. It was very exciting. That was the first concert. If you want a different answer, I don't want to criticize anyone. I'm not, I'm, so I'm going to be, be soft here. Not a f- particularly a fan of this artist. But I was at Bozeman, Montana, Montana State on a full ride scholarship, and they had a concert. Who's bragging now? Jesus Christ. (laughs) They had a concert there. And uh, this artist I could care less about. But I'll never forget, like, the, how would you describe it? The fascination with fame or, oh, wow, this guy is in Bozeman. And we, it was at the Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. It's where we play basketball. It's an arena. And the band was there, and then he poked his head out behind a speaker, and the place exploded. Huey Lewis and the news. <laughs> well, I, I, I like him. And I also love that story about Ghostbusters, which a lot of people don't know, that that was written to to be a total ripoff of the Huey Lewis song. And he actually played them together, and they go back, and they just told Ray Parker Jr. Ray remake Parker. Uh, yep. the, the, the Huey Lewis song. All right, now, the first drug you ever did I always say after weed, unless weed wasn't your first drug. Uh, I've only tried weed twice. That was at uh, the Daily Show to try to fit in. It didn't go well because I was having a vodka and a cigar. And once you get cigar juice down there, you get nauseous. Uh, So I don't do drugs, man. I just drink alcohol. I'm not a druggie. Fair enough. So that's the only drug you've ever done is you tried weed twice. Yep. 
right. Very like much answer. of a square that way. I'll That's tell you where fun. I'm a square. I'm a square when it comes to pot. I think, you know, like we're, I use the term potheads for people who smoke pot. By the way, evident that you're a square by calling them potheads. Continue. Exactly. No, exactly. And I don't like the F-bomb, which is weird. I don't like everyone who uses it. And I just, I'm, I am I don't use, you know. Now, there are other things I like that will be contradict that, but that's okay. That's <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to go into that. We all need to have our own set of morals that make sense to us. That's all right. it is. You know, right. like uh, I used to be a DJ in a strip club. And it always amazed me how the bartenders at the strip club would make fun of the dancers. Like, how dare they dance? I'm just bartending. But, you know, we're in the same environment. Like, it always, exactly. always made me. And my crash joke always was, and I'm, I apologize, you know, you're a classy dude, was for every bartender that makes fun of a stripper, there's a hooker who makes fun of a girl that will do anal. You know, it's like it's they're just finding their own sense of morality that makes sense to them. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right or wrong. That Shannon, makes sense? The, Shannon didn't laugh at that. She's heard it before. That's why. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because also she was the hooker that wouldn't do anal. Come on now, Shannon. High five it. I couldn't I be further from a hooker. Shannon <laughs> hasn't had sex in five years. We've talked about that extensively on the show. Right, and now, lastly, the first time you did have sex. Um, you, I'm, now, this is where I'm private, but I will. You're, you're pulling something out of me. I will tell you when it happened, the age at when it happened. Right. I don't need That's pictures. I'm, saying. I'm not telling you the person's name. Or, right. No, I don't need that. Um, we had a playmate on in 1999 on my first CBS show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, late bloomer, freshman year in college. So that's, I want to say 18, yeah. roughly. Yeah. Right. I think that's what that is. Yeah. Okay. And then my only question is going to be, was it someone you were really romantic with or was it just like something that happened? Uh, we dated for a little while. Okay. That's fair enough. I'm not going to pry any further, sir. Uh, so yeah. you can follow Mr. Craig Kilborn at MR Craig Kilborn on the Instagrams, uh, his podcast, the life gorgeous to be determined as to when it will be coming out, but it should be coming out soon. There's a bunch of episodes on there right now that you can listen to that's available as well. Is there anything else you want to plug before we go around the room and do our plugs? No, I just enjoy, uh, just a joy to meet a guy who doesn't like sports, but knows how to cook French cuisine. All right, that's fair enough. And Shannon, your plugs. Uh, you can follow me. Uh, sorry, Alexa's talking right at this moment. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Shannon Lee six nine eight two and listen to my podcast. The thing is, ding. We talk about bad dates, fighting, and ghosts. We have all sorts of interesting guests come on: comedians, musicians, real reality TV stars, and porn stars, and they tell their own personal stories about their worst date experience, a time they got into a street fight, and an experience with the paranormal. Now, Craig, do not indicate this. The question is going to be, and don't say a word till we both chime in. Does Mister Craig Kilborn believe in ghosts i'm gonna say 100 percent no that's my gut 100 percent no shannon yes greg no i do not believe in ghosts i feel okay. like a also, butt is coming no i don't think there's any <sighs> butts coming I, I will tell you this though i guess also if you put the list of types of shows on a board and put them in order of the things he most likely would watch to most likely <laughs> would never watch i'm putting reality <laughs> shows on the bottom of the list am i right with that craig Correct. I did not. There was a time years ago, maybe 10 years ago, for some reason, I would watch, uh, what's it called? Diner, diners, drive-ins and dives mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just to see, cause listen, there, there was, a, I go through stages for some reason, 12 years ago, I was so into barbecue and I would go get barbecue and I love it. I love barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm not, is it, I don't really like sugar. It has molasses in it. So I'm not into barbecue like I used to be, but it's still special. I eat a lot of Mexican food. When I was a kid growing up, I told someone this the other day, for our birthdays, my mom would make whatever we wanted. My brother wanted lasagna. I wanted enchiladas. I liked enchilada sauce. Okay. And someone said, did they have Mexican food, Mexican restaurants out there in Hastings? I said, no, but they had a Swanson TV dinner with refried beans and enchiladas. And that's my introduction of enchiladas. Are you still a big Mexican fan now? Yeah, I I, I try to. Yeah, yes. I I mean, last week I had it three times. I went out to the desert. There's a pl couple places out there. Too many tortilla chips. The enchiladas, the huevos rancheros. I love it. My problem is New York does not have great Mexican. That and I'm starting... is correct. I lived there three years. I was stunned. I was ah, stunned. stunned. You know what else sh shocked me? When I lived in California before I went to New York. 
I, I've don't eat a lot of carbs, but back then I would have bagels and they up in San Francisco, the greatest thing you'd get like a garlic bagel or an everything mm-hmm. bagel and they toasted it and they put on the cream cheese. Mm-hmm. I go to New York. They don't toast the bagels. I was well, shocked. I will say that's the bagel places that don't, or the reason why they don't is if they're baking on premise, there's something to be said about not toasting one that just came out of the oven. If right. it's been sitting around for a while, then yeah, you should toast it. But uh, there's a couple of great bagel places right by my house. I don't think there's any bagel places that could rival New York because of the New York water. That's what New they York said when I better. was there. Toast it. I want it toasted. Fair enough. I'll add. Okay, follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton. My other podcast on health and wellness is called The Good Sugar Podcast. Our first location is opening in two weeks, maybe before Craig starts his podcast again. I don't know. And it's on the corner of 3rd Avenue and 69th Street. I'll be there often. Come on down. We'll probably do the podcast every once in a while. And it's also vegan food, even though I'm not vegan. But Shannon will come by and have some free food. I know that's going to happen. Uh, Craig, we add a song of the week every week to the playlist, the SDRshow.com slash playlist. Do you have a favorite song? Do you want to throw on a Jackson song? Do you have want to throw on a Huey Lewis and the News song? Or just something that speaks to you, some old big band song? We'll add it to the playlist. Which one would you you want to you want a song? I'll give you three. You can choose one. Tenderly is an old song that I like. Um, it's uh, the evening breeze caress the trees tenderly. It's an old jazz standard. Um, I like from New Jersey. I like Shaken by Eddie Money. That's kind of a fun one. That's a fun one. And uh, uh, putting out fire with gasoline, a theme from Cat People. David Bowie. Choose whatever one you want. Okay, look at Shannon's cute cat. That's adorable. By the way, and they think about the Eddie Money song is that didn't get uh, blocked out of because uh, I got grandfathered in. The song says tits are shaken, says her tits are shaken in that song. Oh. And they wouldn't bleep it because it was grandfathered in before the laws changed. Kind of funny. Just like I the, didn't know that's what they're saying. Yeah, her tits are shaken. It only says it once, but he does okay. say it in the song. Yeah. As, a, as a former rock radio guy, do you remember? Are that? you just hearing it that way or did they actually say it? I'm pretty sure he says it. Yeah. They know they know because they know the um when we had uh, Peter Frampton on. Um, his he clearly says fuck in that song, and they didn't um, edit that out. And right. uh, same thing with the Who song; they didn't edit that out. You do know historically, people have heard what they wanted to with lyrics, right? And when I was at ESPN, my buddy, my old buddy Keith Oberman, we had a disagreement over the Ten CC song. Um, I'm not he, in love. Yeah, and uh, big, big quiet, big boys don't cry is what they say, and he said requesting quiet requesting silence or requesting quiet and he he said no no that's what it was and he bet me and he lost the bet and he had to get me the uh the cd shannon am i right did you look it up yes you are right you're welcome again me bragging about always being correct that's all that really matters i will see everyone next time on the sdr show
listening to the SDR Show. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.